0: Good. Uh, okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment to be up here, Lord. Uh, don't take this lightly. Uh, just help. just uh, speak to me, Lord. Help me with that, Lord. In just name I pray. Amen. Okay, let's change to to uh, Romans chapter 12. Okay, Romans chapter 12, okay. I beseech you too, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that he you present your bodies I live in sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is the reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, Amen. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want you to focus your attention to the word uh, uh, conformed Amen. okay we, we said, be not conformed to this world what does it mean word uh, look up the definition conform and now uh, the word conform and have a worldly definition but the biblical definition what we need to focus on okay too many Christians today in this world are trying to be to conform to the world they want to be part of this world too much right Okay, and that's the problem with holiness today, Christian holiness. You don't see any real difference between God's people and the worldly people. And there should be a complete difference. Okay, so therefore, let's look at the the, the word conformed. The word conformed, I wrote it down. You might have a, 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 if you look in the regular dictionary, you might have a complete different meaning. But the uh, the word conformity means outward fashion or to make like an external appearance. Okay, look at outward fashion How to make like an ex- external appearance or to shape like uh, like or uh, become according to, according with or in agreement with. Okay, that's the biblical. Now, we're just trying to tell you that is you said not to be conformed to the world. The world wants to make you what they want you to be. Right. Get what I'm saying? Worldliness wants you to be like what? They want you to be. That's why when the latest nonsense comes along, everybody wants to be a part. of it. They want to fit in. And if you do not fit in, if you look apart, then you're going to notice something. You notice, oh, how is it you don't have earrings in your ears, young man? Right. I remember one time someone told you know, they saw my son, in and Henzo, see them, they look like babies, but but uh, and Archie size, you know, beautiful, wavy hair, they have the mothers here. And, oh, they look so nice, they put a tail on it. They told me that's an insult. <laughs> oh, uh, they look so nice to have cane rolls down to their shoulder. That complete insult. Right. I don't want my kids to look like that. Amen. I don't want my boys to look like a girl. Right. But that's the problem today. Everybody wants to fit in. Why? Because some rock star looked like that. Okay, I remember one time when I was overseas. I spent two years overseas in the Marine Corps, a military base. And everybody has to look alike. Look like a Marine. Act like a Marine. And, and the problem was, I was kind of isolated from what's going on in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Came back to the U.S. back in 1991. I was 1990. Came back to the states. I was like, culture shock. I'm not trying to be offensive, but I remember one time I was at the bus stop uh, waiting on the bus, and I saw a black lady, blacker than me. Not trying to, you know, but or anything to describe what I saw, and she had blonde hair. <laughs> okay, blonde, I mean big red blonde, British blonde here. I was shocked. That's how young <laughs> men walk around with their trousers down here. Okay? And and that's fine, that's the world. Right. But God's people should not be looking like that. Amen. I'm not saying I mean there is a way that we're supposed to look. Now now, now check this out. Uh Darren and I were talking discussing the other day. And I said, I find it amazing how a young how a Christian daddy, okay can point their, their kids. Now, think about it. Even whether they're Christian or non-Christian. You see, uh, someone's sports team, they have their favorite sports team. And the kids growing up in that household, let's say, for example, I remember Brother right Ron. he loves New York Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's a pastor. He used to be a pastor. He went to heaven now. But think about it. But, but, but whether it's safe or unsafe, you have daddy who can tell your kids about their favorite football team. You know what? Young little boys, they like to follow daddy everything they do. I've been watching Archie and the rest of the boys, you know, the grandkids, and I noticed how they does. everything Darien does, they do it. When the boys are coming up, everything hands and Darien, everything I do, they do. They just follow. And so, therefore, you have to be a proper example. Now, think about it now. Think about it. If everybody in, in, in that household can know the batting average of their favorite baseball team, uh how many world championships they won uh who was their coach who's the the longest serving everything about that team do you think that daddy can be so excited about god about the lord jesus that the kids want to be like jesus amen that's good i I do i do believe so right right? if daddy can just channel the attention of your kids okay to look and behave like jesus because Daddy said, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. And on a daily basis, talk about the Lord. You know, the boys and I sometimes, we, we, we talk about, you know, my one time, Darren and I got in a huge conversation about David. I mean, it, it was, I look back and I said, that was silly, but it was good. We're talking about how close uh, uh, well, David should have been to to that uh, 9 foot 6 inches giant for, for that for, for that rock to sink in his forehead. How how, how fast he was swinging it. And I said, and I said, David was pretty skilled. And we get upset when some preacher said, oh, David was not skilled. Oh, David was skilled. What are they talking about? Right. Yeah. But those are good conversations. We talk about the Bible. Okay? I, I mean, I don't want my kids to have role models like, who's the latest baseball player? I mean, a uh, basketball player. Wow. LeBron James, he's a multi-billionaire, and he hates America. Uh, uh, these, uh, these so-called uh, sports guys who... Who are multi millionaire, they hate the country. No, I want them to focus on the Lord. I, I want them to, to, to isolate themselves from the world. But you said they're going be no. Yeah, but then you have a good foundation. Amen. Now, let me tell you something about uh, having a proper foundation. Uh, uh, m- we'll go to this, uh, go, let's go to Daniel first. But, let me just show you something what the kids are in danger of. Okay, let me start reading. Mr. Daniel chapter 1, read. Okay, in the, in the third year of the reign of Josiah, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Okay, ancient Babylon this is today's right. Iraq. Right, yeah. Okay, and the Lord gave Josiah, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried on to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. Okay? Let me jump down here. to and Okay, you already said that. And the king spake unto Athanas, Af- 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 the master of eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and the king's seed and of his princes, children who was, was not, no blemish but well favored. Okay, now I'm reading this, right? Think about it. I want you to think about was not blemish but well favored. They do not, have not yet absorbed the philosophy of the world. Okay? Think about it. And skillful in all wisdom. They were the smartest. Okay? Think about it. And cunning in knowledge and understanding, science and such as had ability into the st- them to stand in the king's palace. He wants the best people of the people he conquered to be in his palace. And whom he might teach and learn in the tongue after the Chaldeans. Okay, think about it. Your kids grow up in church. They're isolated from the world. I'm telling you something. When your kids go out into the world, they want to change them. Right. Why is it that you think so many kids that leave church, they leave their home for the first time going to college, they come back completely different. Right. This, they were taught to conform. They took your kids, our kids, and mold them. Right. Mold them. Start with their mind, their brain, and rip the word of God out of their heart. Okay. And they got peer pressured and pushed and pushed that that that, that they, fund, they they have they have no strong foundation, biblical foundation. That they come back and start thinking and acting like the world. This is what, what they're attempting to do, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. Right? right? And the king appointed them to them, daily provision of the king's meat, okay? And of wine, okay? Think about it. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, okay? King's meat, I will trans- translate it, what, what I look at that as, as a picture of the king's philosophy, its teaching, and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them, okay? Three years, that's what he wanted to do. That in thereof, that they might stand before the king. But guess what happened? Now, among these were of the children of Judah. Okay, now think about it. There were other children that was captured. Okay, but this is how he. Okay, now what happened to them? They probably succumbed to the pressures of their captures, right? Okay, so he said, right, hopefully, so nourishing them. Okay, now look, to 2, verse 6. Now, among these were of the children of Judah. Da- Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, okay, unto whom the prince of the Eunuchs gave names. What can kind of that they Changed their name, okay. I've actually preached a sermon that, that they changed their name, right? Okay, for they gave unto them Daniel, he was of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and Mishael, and, and of Mishak, and of two Azariah of Abednego. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. But, but Daniel purposes his heart. Look at that. There were other kids, other, other captures here. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. And I always don't want nothing from that king. I say, hey, what are you giving me? No, I'm not going to yield to that. Just give. Okay, think about it. You want to give him your, his meat. When you go out there in the world, people want to give your kids, yourself, the philosophy and the teachings of the world. Okay, that's why but Lord said not conform to it. There's a reason for that. Because everything out there is supposed to shake their fist at God. Right. Yeah. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of king's meat or with the wine out he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. But now God has brought Daniel unto the flavor and tender love with the Prince of the Eunuchs. Okay, now look down here now. And then said, Daniel, make who prince of Eunice, had set over the had said over Daniel, Hananiah, Amishael, and Azariah. Prove thy servants as to beseech thee ten days and let them give us pulse to eat and water drink. He said, look, all I want is pulse. Pulse is a word right here means corn. I said, just give me corn and water. Hey, let me tell you something. Do not accept the philosophies and teachings of the world. They want to transform you. Okay? That's what the Bible says. Be not conformed. Right here, to me, when he said pulse and water, it's the word of God. That's all I want. I want to take the word of God and line it up with the word is saying. Let me tell you something. Last time I checked, I checked uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Guess what? Man did not evolve from no ape. Okay? Do not conform to the world. This is the word of God, and I'm going to use the word of God and line up to what it says. Hey, let me tell you something. In case somebody don't understand this, there are not no two million genders or three million gender. How many genders that they came up with lately? They're either male or female. The word of God said that. Amen. 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 not no, no, take on the philosophies and the teachings of the world. Right. Okay, and I'm back to what we talk about with the dads and 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 they look at kids. let me tell you something. It's by design that they want to turn kids against their parents. Yeah. There's a president that we had a long time ago, back in I think it was the '30s. Woodrow Wilson, most racist president this country has received. Yes, he was. Okay, study him. Woodrow Wilson, when he, I think he was the one who came up with the idea of the Department of Education, if I'm not mistaken. And the first appointee was a guy named John Dewey. Mm. Okay? John Dewey came up with the idea of homework. And they, 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 they really understand that this, they're not trying to educate, really educate the kids. They're, they're educating them, but not to better the country, but to destroy the family. Runa uh, Wilson said this. His goal is to make the boy... To be unlike his father as possible. Okay. They want to mold them, fix them in their image, worldly image. That when a kid come through that door, you know that recognize them. That's why so many people are complaining. They send their kids off to these colleges and they come back completely different. Hey, some of, some of them may happen in Bible college as well. Yeah. Send the kids off to Bible college and they come back different. Don't even believe the God word anymore. Good yeah, it's happening. Right. Okay? But we must look like Christ. Okay? We must look like Christ. It, it, it is Christ that we won't look for. Um, let's go to Jeremiah. Let's see if it's, if it's Jeremiah. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 18. We must let God in, okay? Be not conformed to this world, okay? But let what God wants us to do God wants to, to mold us into His image, okay? Here, let's read the word of the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the, on, on the wheels. And the vessels that he made of clay was marred in his hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. Okay, the word marred right there. We see the word, word marred, it got damaged. Okay, so he started over again. I, 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 in the hand of the potter so that he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the words of the Lord came to me saying, "House host of Israel, can I do with you as the potter? Said the Lord, because behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine, in mine hand, O house of Israel. When the Lord is sitting right saying here to Jeremiah, I said, Hey, to, to Israel, even to us, the thing about put yourself in there. And I said, Hey, can I mold you? Have you my hand to turn you the way I want to turn you? To fix you after his image, after his Amen. image, after the scriptures? Mold you? Can cannot do that with you. The only way God can do that to us if we submit to Him. Amen. That's the only way God can do that with us. If God can take us, and how do that? When you read the Word of God and something comes out at you and convict you, act on it. Amen. Act on it. Okay? And, and that's the problem with, with so many Christians. You, you wonder, okay, now, I think this is, you know, in this I men's Sunday school this morning, I said, and Darren mentioned that to me, oh, someone walked through the door. And he has long hair tattooed all over him. You know, a, a young man with five earrings in his ears and his nose. And he came in excited. Man, I just got saved, man. You don't jump on him man and say, you're saved. You don't sure don't look like it. Right. No, nah, we don't do that. Amen. But some churches do that. Amen. Okay. But encouraging the word of God. Amen. God is the one that does the transformation. Not us. Right. Amen. Not us. Amen. Okay. God, the word of God does a transformation. Amen. So when I've never seen someone who read the word of God and, and submit themselves to the word of God. They don't start seeing change. Yeah, yeah, true. Whether they read a verse a day, a chapter a day, or just one line a day. If they're consistent, you will see change. Amen. And they start coming to church. Amen. Let God do the change. We don't do the change. The Holy Spirit right. of God do the change. Amen. Okay. That that that, that's how it happened. I mean, I I used to be guilty of that. Used to judge people. Still not require them. No, Mm -hmm. I used to be. Then I forgot that I used to be the same stubborn person. Right. Right. Okay. So let let God do the change. Okay. So you you're saying that uh, can I do with you as a Potter? And that jumps out at me, man. That jumps out at me. I said I want to submit myself to the Lord. Amen. I want God to do the change in my life. Okay, the problem with us Christians today, we want to look like the world instead of looking like Christ. Amen. Okay, and if if we're going to look like the world, people are not going to see Christ. Right. All they're going to see is the world. Right. Okay. Okay, look look at what John says. I think it's John chapter 2. Okay, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay, turns out. <clears throat> therefore, if any man being Christ is a new creature, all things are past for behold, all things become new. Okay, now, okay, here it is, it's basically as a, as, a, as a backdrop of what Romans chapter 12 is saying, okay, he said, present yourself a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, okay, now you cannot be holy and acceptable if this person is not new in Christ, you have to be new in Christ, you have to be a new creature, okay, and be not transformed into the world. Be conform to the transform. We conform to the world. Okay, conformity is starting to look like the world, and, and that's a problem with a lot of us today. I'm guilty of that. Okay, look at uh, John, First John, chapter two. Amen. I didn't write it, write it down. First John, chapter two. So, okay, first John chapter 2, verse 15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Okay, now what is this is to love the world? If you're going to love the world, that means you hate God. You're right. going to be the opposite. Right. Okay? So, now, we're not talking about loving the birds, the bees, and the earth, and all that, uh, and telling you to be an environmentalist. What he's saying is the philosophy and the makeup of the world. Amen. Okay, the philosophies of, of the makeup of the world are completely different. Now, let me tell you something. It's getting kind of dangerous for us Christians if you don't realize that. Yeah. Okay. It, it get, what am we talking about? There are people. I hate to bring this up, but we have to bring it up because the pulpits are silent across America about this issue. This issue of sex, of homosexuality or sodomy, or uh, this transgender nonsense. Okay, let me tell you something. There are people out there that have lost their job because they refuse to call a boy that they keep looking at a boy and call him a she. Right. Okay, let me tell you something. It is going to be upon a time when, matter of fact, all in California right now, they're taking kids away from their parents because the parents refuse to give the, these kids some kind of gender transformation. Wow. Okay, yeah. and let me tell you something once again. One day they they, they did this. They asked. Uh, Someone went out in, in, up in uh, was Penn State University and asked them if, you, if they should put kids, put adults into some sign of re-education camp to change their mind, uh, to, to, uh, to accept the philosophy of this nation. Okay? Let I me mean, tell you something. They randomly asked these kids that. And these kids in college, they said yes, they should. Let me, let me tell you something. Prosecution is heading to America. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I hope I'm not completely off subject, but I simply point that out. Prosecution is heading towards America. The first step is when they closed down our, our churches in this COVID nonsense. And I say it wasn't real, but they closed, down, closed it down. Interestingly, the first thing they did was attack the churches, closing okay. down the churches. Right. Okay. And I think we all, of course, are the propaganda media. We all kind of failed the test by staying home. Hey, it's time for us to rise up. But the problem with us, we are too easily conforming to the philosophy of the world, and I put no trust and hope in Christ and read no Bibles. Here, I think people here are great people here, great Christians. I love each and every one of you. But I'm telling you, you go out there into the world and meet other Christians. They are a weakness and ignorance of God's word. Hey, we have a preacher here that are teaching us. Amen. Hey, I've been blessed. With, I've been blessed since I come here. And and how we just take the Bible and the show stuff out in the Word of God. Amen. Okay, I just walk, run out of here in, in car tweets, just thinking about it, talking about it at work. Amen. Okay, and and guess what? There are people at work asking questions. I tell you something, Christians. We ought to know this Word, this Bible, because people out they're going to ask questions. Right. And if they go ask us questions and we don't know the Word, they're going to say, "Okay, what is there in this world for me?" Wow. man. I think you know I'm going to be uh, going overboard over here. Remember when? Uh, some people, they saw they saw his Christ's disciples, and they say, "Hey, they're, they're with the Lord all the time. Maybe they can heal my kid here. I don't. Need, if since they didn't been with the Lord, maybe they can heal my kids. So I don't need to go to the Lord. Here's the disciples, and they couldn't heal him. Why? Because they were without. And the Lord murmured, "It's without faith." Hey, me ask a question. Do you know enough of this word right here now to pray for people? someone comes to you and ask you, hey, have a burden. I know I haven't been going to church. I don't know what to believe. But I see you, I heard you talk about Jesus all the time. Can you pray for me? Hey, what does this word right here in the Bible mean? Would you be able to help him? Wow, amen. I'm guilty of that too. Okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for me being up here, God. Uh, and uh, let's close in prayer. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be up here to, to preach. I don't even deserve to be up here, but... I thank you for the creed that saw something in me to allow me to fill the pulpit. Thank you for that, Lord. Just so me pray. Amen. Brother Chris. Hands down, eyes closed. We'll stand for the invitation. If God spoke to you, come to the altar.